Good evening and welcome to another episode of The Godfather Minute. I'm Alex Robinson. And I'm Andy Robinson. And together we are The Godfather, Godfather Minute, Minute Brothers. And today we're talking about Minute 145. Alex, you know, we're The Godfather Minute Brothers. We could have been the Stripes Brothers, the Flash Gordon Brothers. The Stripes Brothers. <laughs> the Caddyshack Brothers. Oh, not There wasn't enough time, Michael. You're not a Caddyshack fan, I'm, right? I am an anti-fan. Whoa. You do, do you really want to get into this now? For you, it was more like Shack. <laughs> if you want to see me have the Mo Green response to Michael's offer, you mm-hmm. start asking me about Caddyshack, okay? Okay. Do you want me to, you want to see my Mo Green's response? Sure. Or start asking me about Caddyshack. Okay. Say, uh, what do you think about the movie Caddyshack? Do you, you think you can come in here and ask me about Caddyshack? Do you know who I am? I'm Andy Robinson. <laughs> I'm not a fan of the movie. But I don't want to besmirch it for anyone else who enjoys it, so I'll keep my trap shut. Yeah, that's a good policy. Alex, repeat after me. E minuto. E minuto. Numero. Numero. Cento. Cento. Quaranta. Quaranta. Cinque. Quaranta cinque. You got it. Say Charan- it like Frankie Fives. Charanta Charanta Cinque. Yes. Uh, Minute 145. It's pretty straightforward. Mikey and Mo Green are arguing about um, how the treatment of Fredo and the finer details of running a casino. Mm -hmm. It's getting heated, Alex. It is getting heated. Getting heated in Fredo's hotel room. Um, One weird thing is uh, I was sitting down to do my notes and I didn't have my notebook in front of me, so I didn't remember exactly what minute I was supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I know it was around 145 or 146, something like that. So I was like, let me try 146. Mm. And 146 bas- ahead. basically starts with um, Mikey saying, like, you know, give me your answer or whatever, something like that to, to, to Mo Green. Mm-hmm. So I leave, I leave in the morning. Yeah, that's it. So it's, what's funny is that you could totally play cause it see, it works seamlessly from the end of the last minute. You could yeah. take this minute out and it would work perfectly still. Yeah. You know, you wouldn't, you wouldn't know quite what they were arguing about, but uh, it, it was, uh, it was a funny thing that it, that's why I was like, oh, this must be the minute because it segued so perfectly. Yeah. In terms of the time code, you're right. These past couple minutes have cut at great spots. Yeah. Right. No, yeah. no. Uh, yeah. But now if you skip this minute, Alex, we would have had to start all over again. Oh, no. I'm glad I didn't because this is like fantastic. You know, I'm going to go. I'm going to I'm going to spoil it. I'm giving this one five stars. Five stars. Me yeah. too. All right. Awesome. We'll stick around for the bonus content. <laughs> We're going to talk about D&D stats and headlines. <laughs> Do you think if we went back and started with minute one, it would be A, worse, B, about the same, or C, better? Hmm. It's hard to say. You can tell me. I, hard, I, I don't think it could be worse. So... Uh, <laughs> Are you sure about that? <laughs> well, it's funny because in a way, I feel like we've repeated. We have got. We have started over because we've repeated a lot of the same material. <laughs> like we fine tuned, and I'm sure we've done like the same or like no. riffs like every what? every three months. <laughs> oh, who me? What? I'm just gonna start with my Hyman Roth impressions. We haven't done all this dialogue yet. <laughs> we haven't even gotten to GF two. <laughs> yeah, I think we've. I think we've used every line Frankie says and every line Hyman Roth says in our in our. Uh, do you think by the time we get to GF two, we 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 won't be doing as many impressions of the characters during in those minutes? We're going to jump ahead to GF three. Oh, of course, yeah. We'll always be uh, sort of looking for that next funny dialogue. <laughs> yeah. The funny part is every time we think we're out, they <laughs> they pull you back in. <laughs> Meet me at the airport. Bring me my absentee ballot. Molasses. <laughs> Molasses. So, um, so a lot of this minute is centered around Fredo. Fredo is the subject of the the mm-hmm. the a lot of the, the you know he talks about. Um, well, first of all, Barzini. They talk a lot about Barzini. 
Right, but but all like Freddy is the thing that gets it kind of going because they're talking yeah. about it slapping him around and, mm-hmm. and so on. And um, did you give a summary of the minute yet? Well, I just said that Mikey and Mo Green argue. I figured there's so many good lines that we. Oh, this is this. I I agree with you. I'm. It's a five star minute. Yeah. All right. It so is fa- <laughs> stick around for the bonus content. <laughs> right. I, I, I called up the script because it's such a good dense minute. All right. So you know what? Let's you parse it out. Let, no, I better than parse it out. Let's break it down. Let's break it down. Excellent. I love it. <laughs> Do you want to? Should we read it? Yeah, we'll just. Oh, do you want to? Do you want to read it? Like uh, I got it here in front of me. Oh, you know what? Hold on, let me get my script, mm-hmm. and then we can do it. Um, There's so many classic lines. All right, you, you, you are could. You gonna be, be Mo Green or you're gonna be Mikey? Uh you pick. I will be um, for fun too. Maybe we can after we do it the real way. We can pick different characters to yeah. read the dialogue. Like Hagen as Michael. Wait a minute, you took Freddy in because the Corleone fan... It actually would be something Hagen would say as it comes to the air. It does, yeah. He would stick up for the Don. Because they're talking business. Well, you know, because you know where he got... That's where uh, that's where Mikey got it from. He heard Tom say stuff like that. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> all right, so... Um, all I'll right. start. I'll be Mikey. Okay. And then you can be Mo. You ready? Okay, and then you'll be Fredo, and I'll... Uh, you'll be... Fredo and I'll be Hagen. No, no, I'll be Fredo. You be Hagen. I'll be Michael and ha- and Hagen. You're Michael and Hagen. I'm Fred, uh, Freddie and Mo. Yeah. Okay. Action! Quiet on the set. Action. Wait a minute. You took Freddie in because the Corleone family bankrolled your casino because the Molinari family on the coast guaranteed his safety. Now we're talking business. Let's talk business. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's talk business, Mike. First of all, you're all done. The Corleone family don't even have that kind of muscle anymore. The Godfather's sick, right? Though, should we just be stopping and breaking it down? No, let's get through the whole thing and then we'll talk about it. Okay. You're getting chased out of New York by Bazzini and the other families. What do you think is going on here? You think you can come in my hell and take? You think you can come into my hotel and take over? I talked to Marzini. I can make a deal with him and keep my hotel. Is that why you slapped my brother around in public? Uh, oh no! The, the, oh wait, this is Fredo. Yeah. Uh, well, that was nothing, Mike. No, no, but Mo didn't need nothing to buy that. Sure, he flies off the handle every once in a while. But Mo and me were good friends, right, Mo? Huh? I got a business to run. I got to kick asses sometime to make it run right. We had a little argument, Freddy and I, so I just straightened him out. You straightened my brother out? He was banging cocktail waitresses two at a time. Players couldn't get a drink at the table. What's wrong with you? Cut. Awesome. All right. Oh, there's so much to talk about. Yeah, there is. Boy, well... So my first note, Mo says, you're getting chased out of New York by Barzini and the other families. Yes. So is that true? Because I thought that the Corleones chose to move west. Well, that's how they're spinning it. That's how who's spinning it. That's how the Corleone family is spinning it. Are you sure that's not how Barzini's spinning it? Like, oh, they're, we're chasing them out. Or are both families spinning it to their advantage? Well, I think there's some degree of that. I mean, I'm sure they're selling the stories to their respective newspapers that they own. Yeah. But, I mean, if you just look at it from the point of view of facts, yeah. <laughs> they approach the Don with a deal. He says no. The Don gets the Don gets shot. Mm-hmm. Sonny gets killed. All this stuff happens. Then the Don winds up doing the deal. Yeah. And then they start moving to Las Vegas. To me, that seems like your surrender. You're saying like, okay, okay, I'll do it. I'll do it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, then you're like, I can see that. we got to get out of here. Yeah. Because yeah. once, you, once you show that weakness, they'll go. Yeah. They'll never let it go. Technically, we are technically we are not fleeing. We're not being chased out. We are we have chosen to move west to set up shop there. It cannot <laughs> be argued in court that we are being chased out. Hagen, always looking for the legal loophole. <laughs> yeah, I think I think you're right about that. Yeah, so I think he is being. I think they are being chased out. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, well, next is. Uh, well, wait, if I want to rewind a little bit. So uh-huh. uh, the the Molinari family, family on the coast. Yeah, yeah. Were they one of the ones at the meeting of the six yes. families? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, also, um, uh, Mikey refers to Fredo as Freddy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, I don't remember him doing that in any of the other. When he introduces him to um, Kay, he says, this is my brother, Fredo. 
Yeah, he does. So I you know, in the book, Puzo writes Freddy all the time. Hmm. Yeah. It's, it, I guess it sounds less Italian if you say Freddy than Fredo. Yeah, maybe. All right, what else we got? Well, this is one minute we've been waiting for for a long time. Long because time. it is the classic dubbed line, Alex. Mm-hmm. I talked to Barzini. Woo! <laughs> what is the deal with that? <laughs> I watched it so many times. So what's the deal with that dub, that dubbing there? You, didn't you say there's nothing online about it? I, I, if you Google, I talked to Barzini, nothing comes up as like an article mentioning it. So To me, it sounds like James Earl Jones. James Earl Jones? Did you ever notice that? No, I never. I guess I didn't think of that. Absolutely sounds like James Earl oh, Jones. My gosh, I don't know if it's just the quality of the audio recording makes it lower and distorted, but yeah. sounds like James Earl Jones to me. That would have been an interesting choice. <laughs> yeah. I, I talked to Barzini. <laughs> I talked to Barzini. He knows where the riddle base is. <laughs> Obi-Wan never told you what happened to Barzini. <laughs> Obi-Wan said I can keep my hotel and casino. What? <laughs> yeah, great line. I talked yeah. to Barzini. <laughs> it's not really a great line, but it's so funny. Well, and you know what's so funny? Even before we started this whole podcast, yeah. as I probably said before, that always stood out to me every time I've ever seen The Godfather. I've never noticed it that. until you pointed it out. Yeah. Well, for our listeners, Alex, let's uh, let's let's do an overdub alert. So there we are. We finally arrived at the line. I talked to Bozzini. Mm-hmm. Alex, if you were an overdub artist, who do you think you could do the best if you were working in Hollywood? Oh, boy. You mean like who? We were basically saying, who do I do the best impression of? Yeah. <laughs> in The Godfather, all three of them, and then outside of The Godfather. So if I had to, I'm going to do it this way. I'm going to say... That somebody held a gun to my head and said, you're going to dub one of the lines from The Godfather. Yeah. And if I can tell which line it is, you're dead. Mm. You're, you're either going to over... Either the brains are going to be on the contract <laughs> or you're going to overdub one character in The Godfather. Yeah, who do you pick? Do I have to do all their lines or just no, the... No, just, uh, just, just, just like the, a sentence or a two. A sentence or two. Well, I guess I guess the, the Don is the, probably the most... What line would you want to be Funny. credited for overdubbing? <laughs> funny papers. <laughs> that's, that's how you'd say funny it. Funny papers. Extra, <laughs> I would do like, hey, you can act like a man. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> the old semi-retired Don. Hey, you can act like a man. <laughs> um, how about outside of Godfather? Who do you do a really good impression of? I do, a, ever, as listeners of Star Wars Minute know, I do a fantastic Alec Guinness impression. Really? Yes. Like, give me Alec Guinness doing a Godfather line. Oh, um, let me think. Doing a, a sunny line. Do a what? A sunny con- Corleone oh. line. Did you go to college to become stupid? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a whole other year. I can't go to college for a whole other year. <laughs> That's your uncle talking. Um, I can, if I do lines he says, I can do them just like the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you see, you can do it. But if I if I'm just doing lines, um, like if I'm interpreting Ooh. other lines, they inevitably wind up sounding like uh, like the Beatles. He said, "I know it sounds like a British, like a human Yoda." Ooh, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's more like the accent. Like I'll be mm. like. Um, uh, love she bloody loves you do. <laughs> Help me, Obi Wan Kenobi. You're my only hope. <laughs> Listen, Obi Wan Kenobi. Do you want to know a secret? <laughs> <laughs> Take the gun, leave the cannoli. That's <laughs> my Alec Guinness impression. <laughs> happiness is a happiness is a bloody warm cannoli. <laughs> Keep your friends close and your enemies closer. <laughs> All you need, all you need is cannoli. <laughs> so Mo also says I can make a deal with Barzini and still keep my hotel. Okay, okay, yeah, go ahead. What, what does that mean? 
Well, because well, explain it to me. What's the deal? Don't they say that um, that he runs the hotel and the casino, and they want to take over part of it or Wants something? To buy I thought- him out. Michael's offering to buy him out of the entire operation, the hotel and the casino. And Mo says here, I talked to Barzini. Right. And I can make a deal with him and still keep my hotel. So is he saying Barzini will only take the casino? Yeah, we'll only take the casino. Okay, so it's that simple. Yeah. So it sounds like Mo doesn't mind being pushed aside by Barzini. He just doesn't want to be pushed completely out by Michael. Or anyone. Well, I'm sure Barzini didn't frame it as I'm pushing you aside. I'm sure it's like, hey, wouldn't you like to stay in the biz? I understand Michael Corleone's might be trying to, uh, you know. But why doesn't Mo just say, no, thanks. I'm doing great. To who? To Barzini. Because then he knows because Barzini knows Michael's going to come and try to try to try to Mm. muscle his way in. Okay. So Mo's kind of cutting his losses. He accepts that someone is going to take over a portion of his business. And he's saying, oh, I guess it could be Barzini because he's making me a better deal. Yeah, or right? or maybe maybe he even you know gave um, you know uh, Mo Green some money or some other deal. Like, okay, mm-hmm. you can own a part of the smaller casino or, or what? You know, Mo loves the business, so I, he'd want to stay involved somehow. But um, yeah, because if anything, it's almost like Barzini he doesn't really care about the casino, but it's almost more like he wants to thwart the plans of the Corleone family. Oh, you think that's why Barzini is offering to make a deal with Mo to That's that's what I that's that what I just thought of it now, oh. but that would be my hunch that that Bar- Barzini's like, "Okay, if I was the Corleones, what would I do?" I know they sent Freddy out to Vegas, so let's mm-hmm. let's turn up the, you know, the heat over there and make it so they can't get a foothold in Las Vegas. So it sounds like Barzini has has Barzini same- talked to Mo Green. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> It sounds like Barzini has the same strategic mind as Michael because one would think, well, let him go out west yeah. and leave New York to me. Yeah. But he's saying, oh, we need to completely destroy the Corleones now that they're running. Let's even cut them off in Vegas. Yeah, in right? a way, it's kind of like a nice um, parallel of the the origin of Vito Corleone, which is they were killing all the Corleone family. They were trying to kill mm-hmm. all the Corleone mm-hmm. boys yeah. because, and partially it's because, like, they didn't want them coming back for revenge. So maybe that's it. He doesn't want, yeah. he doesn't want the, the Corleone family to have any chance of like rebuilding from this. Yeah. If they're going to, you know, they have the, he has his foot on the Corleone's throat on mm-hmm. their neck and he's just pushing down on it, trying to get rid of them forever. Yeah. Yeah. After sense. all, they're not communists. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that makes sense. Thanks for the explanation. Um, so Mo says, I can. <laughs> oh yeah, I just want to rewind one second when um, when Mikey says a thing about Freight about uh, Freddie and the Molinari family, uh-huh. and it cuts back to Mo. He's doing a classic Rodney Dangerfield, like loosening his tie, yeah. kind of a kind of a, mm-hmm. kind of emotion. <laughs> Mo, Alex Rocco does a great job with Mo's character, yeah, the mannerisms. He even stand, he even he was standing up and he sits down. Yeah, he's, he's very he's good physicality. He's, yeah, great. He's always like shifting his weight from side to side, and yeah. And I guess that's also a nice contrast because Mikey is so is so still, and if anything, like the louder Mo gets, the quieter Mikey gets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's what they say is a good argument strategy. Is you if someone else is raising their voice, you lower your voice because then it forces them to be aware of how loud they're speaking. Yeah, you're controlling the dynamic. Exactly. Exactly. They call that controlling the dynamic. Mm, that sounds like because a... if you can get if you can control someone's dynamic, you can you can control their decisions. Yeah. Right, Alex. That's right. Right, Alex. <laughs> can you, right. <laughs> By the way, for our listeners, I am staring at a curtain. I don't actually see Alex. He's on the other side of it. I think. Unless he sent in a decoy today. That could totally be possible. It's a duplicate. <laughs> it's a duplicate. I also like when Mo says, I can make a deal with him and still keep my hotel. I don't know if you noticed this. When when he says still, the camera is on Michael, mm-hmm. but you can hear Mo slam his his fist <laughs> on the table and you hear the glasses rattle. <laughs> That's really it's kind of neat that they're showing Michael yeah. while Mo does that. Normally you would show the person who's 
making that yeah. highlighted gesture. I really wish the band was still there. That would be, you could have had some nice <laughs> awkward looks between the band, like, or they were just would have totally been oblivious and just kept playing despite whatever, <laughs> like the tension in the room. Yeah. Well, maybe, and we'll, we'll talk about it in our bonus content, maybe the, the Broadway musical chunk of this, uh, of the of the musical for this scene would be them arguing to some song. Oh, it'd be the like lyrics a duet. would be the argument. Yeah, it would be like. Uh, in, anyway, we'll save that for the. <laughs> like I can make a deal with Barzini and keep my hotel. And <laughs> you ain't got the muscle. They're chasing you out. All right, we got to save this for the bonus content. Okay, I want to get a little taste. A little taste of it. Well, no, because now I'm starting to think of songs too, uh, and I don't want to waste okay. them all. <laughs> Got it. By the way, I don't think we can. You get the rights to old classical music? Is it all public That's domain? Public domain, baby. Is it even yeah. Tchaikovsky? I think so. Mm. Okay, cool. Well, also in this minute, Alex is the classic line. I talked about singing. <laughs> That's classic for us, but for nobody else. By the way, <laughs> I even looked up the top. What was it one thousand Godfather memorable lines? Yeah. That was not in there. Get out! It's it was nice. I read every <laughs> single one. Well, of the trilogy. Oh, the trilogy. even Zaza was in it. <laughs> Which, interestingly, was in the top twenty-five. Wow. Yeah. Well, they it's they kind of artificially have to inflate some of the GF three ones to. Oh yeah. You know, it's yeah. like when they do a Beatles greatest hits, they have to include some non George Harrison. Uh, Non-singles because he didn't have, he only stuff. he only yeah. had one you know a side so they have to, yeah yeah have to throw an old brown shoe. <laughs> <laughs> so the other classic line from this minute, Mo says uh, he's describing Freddie's behavior and he says he's been banging cocktail waitresses two at a time. Oh, you're jumping all the way to that. I got lines before. Oh, you got that. more before that? Oh, yeah, to talk. Okay, about. play it on me. Well, first of all, Mikey says, "Is that why you slept my brother then?" Mm-hmm. And um, I I would love to see that. I would love to see like the security footage of Mo Green. Do you think it was just like a one time, just like like that, or was he like like really roughing him up? He had to straighten him out in public. And yeah, because he, he said slap him around. Yeah. And also, I and lo- in public. Oh yeah, and I love the embarrassed either- look on Fredo's face when it when it. Cause- <laughs> He's pretty embarrassed right now in this minute. Oh, I know, but, the, but specifically when he says, is that why you slapped my brother around? And mm-hmm. then because like not only is it <laughs> not only does now Al and Tom and um, Johnny Fontaine and Mo Green's bodyguard now know that Mo was slapping Fredo around, but that they know that Fredo went and com- went mentioned it to Mikey. Like somehow Mikey found out about it. Yeah. And so either Fredo went back there and was like, man, Mo slaps me around all the time. Hey, he slaps <laughs> me around all the time. You know? <laughs> or I guess someone else maybe could have report, could have said like, you know, I'm sure, I'm sure there's someone there keeping an eye on Fredo for the family back home. Oh yeah, sure. So maybe that person's the one, or maybe they just heard it from like a neutral source. Like Tatalia was like, so is, is, is Fredo enjoying Las Vegas? Is he enjoying being slapped around by Mo Green? <laughs> yeah. What? <clears throat> Dadali is like I, I could use a young man who enjoys getting slapped around for one of my my <laughs> franchise clubs out the west. Many opportunities for a man with your talents, but I would need reassurances that you won't go work for Barzini. How much laundry does this young man go through? I can't raise my laundry costs. Assurances. That was his strip club chain, right? Because <laughs> <That's laughs> right. it's assurances. Oh, yeah, with dollar sign. <laughs> Fredo Corn. Um, would you would you be more likely to go into a strip club that's called Philip Tatalia's Assurances or Fredo Corleone's Assurances? Uh, I think I would go into uh, uh, Philip Tatalia's assurances. <laughs> Why? Because um, both of these are going to appeal to people who are hardcore Godfather fans. Yeah. But the Tatalia one is like super hardcore Godfather fans. Oh, I see. Like every, see. you have the name Corleone in it and that's going to clue casual people into know that it's. Yeah, the Godfather, but regular people don't know. For so you, you're looking for a more discreet experience. You don't want a place where all the tourists go. I want to go and hang out with other Godfather fans. Oh, God. <laughs> and I think that I, I think that uh, Barzini's place would be a better one to go to. 
Yeah. <laughs> you mean Tetalius. That's right. <laughs> I was thinking more of the meaning of the name of the club because oh. Tetalius' assurance is like, hey, I assure you, pretty ladies. Whereas Fredo's assurances are like, Let's, okay, Mo, I, I, I'm reassuring you that I, I'm going to behave. I'm, gonna, I'm on the straight it. and narrow. Like it wouldn't be a fun experience. Okay, I see that. I can see that. <laughs> well, what else you got? And also, I feel like uh, Tatalia is a brand name you can trust when it comes to uh, prostitutes. You mean Barzini? <laughs> That's right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, so after the after, um, oh, that'd be great if, if when when uh, when Mo says, "I talked to Barzini." Tom Hagen goes, you, you, Mr. Green, don't you mean Tatalia? <laughs> He's still confused about their roles. <laughs> and then, then Don Corleone appears, Tom, I'll explain it to you. <laughs> Don is really dr- there dressed as Al Neary. <laughs> he pulls up. He's, he's one of the musicians. <laughs> he pulls the mask off. Um, so then, so Fredo then, um, immediately once he, once it's, it's out, once it's public that he's being slapped around, Fredo immediately jumps to Moe's defense and is all like, yeah, sure. He flies off the handle every once in a while. You know, Uh, he's all like bad mistake. Yeah. And I just, I love John Cazale's like "Eh," talking out the side of his mouth, kind of like, uh, way of selling this line here. It's like, sure, sure. Yeah. yeah, It's classic. Yeah. (laughs) So he flies off the handle every (laughs) once in a while. I didn't mean nothing by it. We had a little argument. Mommy, we're good friends, right, Mike? <laughs> right, Mo? It's 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 really the a perfect it's perfect dialogue and delivery for that just desperate, sad, unbelievable. Truly, it's not believable. And what totally makes it even better—the icing on the gravy with the cherry on top—is <laughs> that Mo does not even take Fredo's like lifeline. Just and say, "Sure, I love, I love Fredo. We're good pals." He immediately <laughs> just goes into, "I gotta kick asses sometimes." Like, he doesn't yeah. deny it. He just, he just kind of like. Yeah. It's like he doesn't even uh, like if you treated Fredo with any respect, then that would be, that would somehow prove that they were friends. But he totally <laughs> just like mans up to it. He's like, sure. <laughs> yeah. So, oh man. Well, Michael asked him, "Is that why he straightened my brother out in public?" We haven't right. even talked about the in public. Oh, so thing. the slapping was not in public, presumably. Oh, I I thought it was straightened well, out in public. Well, the but the the line about oh is that why you slapped my brother around that wasn't in he didn't say in public then. No, he did. Oh, he did. So he yeah. says in public twice. Is that why you slapped my brother around in public? And so then here he says, "You straighten my um, you straighten my brother out in public that's the, too." Yeah, that's the, no, he doesn't say public there. Okay, so he just says it that one time. Yeah, yeah in public, yeah. which is wild because it makes. Uh, is that is that Mo so mad that he's just he can't control his temper publicly on the casino floor and he's smacking Fredo around, mm-hmm. or is he doing that deliberately so all of his guys see that he's a badass so they know not to do the behave the same way? I think that he. I think he probably um, does. I I don't think he. It, I don't think it was a strategic thing where he was like, "I'm going to show the Corleones who's boss by beating up Fredo." Not think, the Corleones, but his his employees. Well, I'm sure he beats up. Well, I'm sure he smacks around all his employees. So yeah. I don't think I would. I don't think they would. He would need to single out Fredo like as an example. I think oh, he, yeah. he Fredo just probably did something, and then you know he surely flies off the handle every once in a while. Yeah. And even even Hyman <laughs> Roth, who loves him like a son, says that he was hot headed. So, yeah, saying you know he wasn't surprised, because, saying stupid things. Yeah. So I think I think Mo is just hot headed. I don't think it's yeah. I don't think it's there was any strategy behind that. In the book, he's very hot headed, as you remember. Yeah, we talked about last week. I think Mo Green is strictly a, a more uh, local operator. Like he's he's much more nuts and bolts kind of. He's not like a power player. Yeah, I mean, he created Las Vegas. Yeah, I mean he's a power play in that regard, but it's not like he's interested in climbing to the top of the mafia yeah. or or having getting into a dick swinging contest with with just for the sake of power or whatever. Yeah, which is why he's willing to give up the casino for the and get to keep the hotel. Yeah, yeah, because he talked to them. <laughs> yeah, and then Michael asked, "You straighten my brother out?" And then Mo, that's when Mo delivers the line. He was banging cocktail waitresses two at a time. Yeah, players couldn't get a drink at the table. What's wrong with you? <laughs> so like, that's like, what's wrong with you? That's that's in the in the 
It's it's running a casino one oh one. When people can't get a drink, you gotta slap people around. Whoa. I like that that shows you what a consummate professional Mo Green is. That mm-hmm. that was his concern. Not that like, oh, he was sleeping with my wife or anything like that. It was like the, the people couldn't get drinks because yeah. that's what Mo Green's primary thing is like good hospitality. Yeah. You can't yeah. if people aren't getting drinks, the Mo Green name ain't worth shit. Yeah. <laughs> Mo drinks, Mo Green. <laughs> That's true. More drinks, they make more money. These people gamble more. Um, I also, it's funny how Fredo, when he says he was buying cocktail waitresses two at a time, and it cuts to Fredo, and he looks like super embarrassed. Yeah. I, if that was me, I'd be like, oh, well, yeah, it's true. I am a bit of a ladies' man. Uh, yes. <laughs> well, as I'm going to share soon, Uh-oh. that's not something Fredo is proud of uh, because it got back to his father. His oh, father. Yeah. So the fact that everyone knows this is really embarrassing to him. He's well, an old, old school mustache Pete. Well, wait a minute. Wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Why? Um, he, Don clearly disapproved of um, Sonny shagging Lucy, but mm-hmm. he didn't really seem like he was that angry about it. Well, in the book, Pootsie, should I start in on the book, Alex? Uh, sure. Go ahead. There's a bit of in the book. Or do you want to talk more about this dialogue? No, no, we can, we can take okay. a little break. Yeah, let's talk about the book, because there's some really cool stuff here. Okay. Uh, but let me start from the beginning of this minute, and then we'll get to the, the Fredo's the affairs. Is that okay? <laughs> the Fredo affairs. <laughs> Puto writes, page 385. Michael, this is interesting. Michael was still quietly reasonable. So already a difference, because in the movie, Michael's starting to get pissed. You remember? Mm-hmm. But he's still quiet, though. Uh, I think he's raising his voice. Mm-mm. The Corleone family bankrolled your casino. In that part. The, but then he gets quieter as it goes along. Oh, yeah. When, when he says, that's what, is that why you said? Is that why? Yeah, but this is that, that part. Okay. You took Freddie in because the Corleone family gave you a big chunk of money to finish furnishing your hotel hmm. and bankroll your casino. And because the Molinari family on the coast guaranteed his safety and gave you some service for taking him in. The Corleone family and you are evened out. I don't know what you're getting sore about. We'll buy your share at any reasonable price you name. What's wrong with that? What's unfair about that? With your casino losing money, we're doing you a favor. Mm. So let's pause. I do think it's great. He, he mentions that he lent him money to furnish his hotel. <laughs> it's very, uh, very, very detailed uh, comment about the bankrolling. Yeah. And it's such a mundane thing, too. Yeah. Furnishing. And so Michael considers them evened out. What do you think of that, Alex? Um, well, of course he's going to say that. Yeah, but you know, I don't, I don't know, I don't know Mo Green. I don't know how he makes his money. Um, but I'm, assu- <laughs> I'm assuming it's this is not something I'm sure they had a contract written out for. Yeah, um, uh, yeah, probably not. Um, All the ledgers are in their head. They have to keep books somewhere, though, right? I don't know. You a think? lot going on. Yeah, they have to go, I mean, think about it, all the money coming and going. Or maybe not. What are you going to do with records? Pay taxes? Yeah, you're right. Yeah, maybe not. Maybe that's why Hagen only has one client. <laughs> there must be, but you're right, though. There must be some kind of, you can't keep track of a huge, yeah. like, things like that. And just, just have it just in Don Corleone's head. Yeah. So in the book, Puto um, writes about Mo's response when Michael takes umbrage that Mo was beating up Fredo. Mm-hmm. Green was wary. Yeah, sure. Sometimes I got to kick asses to make this place run right. I got sore at Freddy because he was banging all the cocktail waitresses and letting them goof off on the job. We had a little argument and I straightened him out. <laughs> <laughs> so Coppola took it from all the cocktail waitresses down to two. Yeah. Well, saying two bang cocktail waitresses two at a time, like you said, is definitely a very much more detailed, like, uh, image. You know what I mean? Than just saying, "Oh, he was banging all the cocktail waitresses." Well, I guess letting him goof off, yeah, is the. Uh... So it's funny because when you were talking about the about Freddie being embarrassed about the waitresses, mm-hmm. uh, my first thought was that he would be embarrassed because it was considered um, like low-hanging fruit to be banging mm-hmm. your own employees yeah yeah you know so i thought yeah. maybe in that sense and they were just kind of being pressured into it because fredo was you know a creep 
Mm. But of course, naturally, it's the waitresses sleeping with him so that they can goof off. They can just take advantage of. <laughs> oh no! Even that's sad. I know. So it's not Even like he. It's not like he was a hard boss who was sleeping with them and making a work hard. Like they were like, hey, you know, if you if you give, if you give him a handy, he'll oh, let no. you goof off the rest of the shift. Yeah. <laughs> Even in a position, a little bit of authority he has. It's <laughs> people are taking advantage. Walk of right him. over. Yeah. Pick people up at the airport. Let people goof off on the job. Uh, so, uh, Puto writes, mm-hmm. Michael's face was impassive when he said to his brother, you straightened out, Freddie? Oh, well, that's an interesting. Interesting, right? He yeah. brings Fredo into the conversation. Mm. Puto writes, Freddie stared sullenly at his younger brother. He didn't answer. Green laughed and said, the son of a bitch was taking them to bed two at a time. The old sandwich job. (laughs) (laughs) The old sandwich job. The old sandwich job. Freddie, I got to admit, you really put it to those broads. Nobody else could make them happy after you got through with them. Oh, wait, hold on a second. Wait a second. Wait a second. So when he says, um, for first of all, there's so there's the two cocktail waitresses part. Yeah. What yeah. was the first part of the line? What was the first? Freddie stared sullenly oh. at his younger brother. He didn't so answer. The fact that Mikey says, "Are you straightened out?" Yeah. Uh, I kind of like that better because it it's almost like Mikey is forcing Fredo to pick a side. Mm, Either yeah. he has to say yeah. yes, I'm straightened out, and Fredo was right, or and Mo was right, or no, that son of a bitch had no right putting his hands on a corner. Yeah, mouth. yeah. So, and the fact that he doesn't say anything clearly means he's he's uh, he's more worried about offending Mo than he is about offending Mike. Yeah. Well, a few paragraphs early, I didn't read it because it's not that much different than the movie. Uh, Fred Fredo. Wait a minute. So the book isn't different <laughs> than the movie. The book is not isn't different than the movie in this part. Fredo does take Mo's side. He says, oh, Mike, that wasn't anything. Mo didn't mean anything. He oh, flies yeah. up in a... Yeah, that's in the movie, yeah. too, but yeah. specifically but at this point, about, I think yeah. you're right, sort of putting Fredo on the spot. Who are you going to side with now? Mm-hmm. You got to you gotta choose. Everyone's got to choose sides. Yeah. <laughs> the old sandwich job. The old <laughs> sandwich job. That's what they have on, for sale at the um, <laughs> the commissary there. The old sandwich. Oh, yeah. You think that's on the marquee of Mo Green's... Casino. What, the old, stop in for the old sandwich? Yeah, the old sandwich job. <laughs> <laughs> if it isn't, customers, it should be. Customers couldn't get an old sandwich job at the table. I just straightened them out. Puto wrote, Higgins saw, oh, so this is interesting. So after Mo reveals that Fredo's been banging all these, these waitresses, Puto writes, Higgins saw that this had caught Michael by surprise. They looked at each other. This was perhaps the real reason that Don was displeased with Freddie. Hmm. That Don was straight-laced about sex. He could consider such cavorting by his son Freddie, two girls at a time, as degeneracy. Hmm. Wow. Allowing himself to be physically hum- humiliated by a man like Mo Green would decrease respect for the Corleone family. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that too would be part of the reason for being in his father's bad books. Do you think that is it possible that um, behavior like banging waitresses two at a time mm-hmm. was more frowned upon then than it is now? Because now I don't think it has the stigma attached to it for most for most like people might think, oh, it's, you know, but the the, the fact that you rarely hear people say, oh, it's degenerate or, or yeah. I don't know, maybe it's just older people clearly. But uh, yeah, I mean, he was an old mustache beat. It's hard to imagine John Gotti getting mad if he finding out John Gotti Jr. was having threesomes. Yeah, I think you're right. It's so. it's it's the it was the era. Yeah, he's he's old school. So, yeah. so what you were saying is Fredo was ahead of his time. Really, he's, <laughs> he's kind of a sexual been. pioneer. Yeah, <laughs> he was the first to want to partner with Disney. <laughs> Tons of huge bucks in that. For a long time, calling a threesome, it was called uh, doing a Fredo. <laughs> you have Fredo sandwich. You have fold sandwich style. Oh, oh, oh. oh no, it was a. Uh, oh. What's the cheese that sounds like Corleone? Provolone. Provolone. It was a. It's called a Fredo por- provolone <laughs> sandwich. <laughs> well, that's all I have for the book because it continues in the next minute. Mm-hmm. 
Great uh, minute, Alex. Do you have any any other commentary? Well, I wanted to bring up um, Bugsy Siegel, who I mentioned yes. last week, mm-hmm. uh, is the real life inspiration for uh, Maurice Green. Yeah, Bugsy. Uh, yes. Um, What's up, Doc? Benjamin Bugsy Siegel, born 1906, uh, died in 1947. Um, so he uh, was started off in New York, and I'll, I mostly focused on the part that had to do with Vegas because I figured that's so. Is Mo Green Bugsy Siegel? Yes. Okay. Um, so there was a Jewish gangster named Meyer Lansky back in New York, who Meyer Lansky is the Hyman Roth. Mm-hmm. of that's the Hyman Roth um you know uh parallel mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and uh, interestingly so uh, um Meyer Lansky Jewish gangster teamed up with Lucky Luciano an Italian gangster and they formed a, a, a sort of super group of of crime in 1929 they had a big uh, the Atlantic City Conference was basically the peace treaty between um the Jewish mafia and the Italian mafia Bugsy Siegel said the Yids and the Dagos will no longer fight each other. All right. So it was an alliance. And so it made me wonder if Mo Green is Bugsy Siegel, who worked for Hyman Roth, who is um, Meyer Lansky. Lansky. So Lucky Luciano, the Italian gangster, is that is that Don Corleone? No, it's someone who teamed up with Hyman Roth. Oh, Yeah. Oh, he, used to, he used to yeah. smuggle molasses with your father. Yeah, and he did <laughs> he did business with Iman Roth. Yeah. But he never trusted him. So either yeah, it he, might be. Or it just might be that, you know, there was a number of Italian gangsters around yeah. and, and, yeah. and so on. But mm-hmm. uh, I thought that was kind of uh, interesting. Yeah, very cool. Um, as a young person, uh, Al Capone, there was a warrant out for his arrest. And Bugsy Siegel hid Al Capone in his aunt's house. Mm. Meyer Lansky's lieutenant who went out with uh, Bugsy Siegel to help set up Las Vegas. His name was Mo Sedway, hmm. which I think we brought up uh, mm-hmm, before. Mm-hmm. 1946, um, Bugsy Siegel teams up with this guy Wilkerson and basically says, hey, I'm going to I'm going to I'll make your casino, your Las Vegas casino become really huge. And uh, eventually he wound up pushing this other guy out, kind of like Mo Green was picked out. Yeah. Uh, because the Flamingo was a huge flop at first. In the mm. first two weeks, it lost $275,000. That's 1945 money, too. That's tons of dough. Um, Why was it such a flop? I think when it first opened, it wasn't quite ready. And, mm. like, you know, the, the air conditioning kept breaking down, which is something in, you know, in Las Vegas, you can't have a casino without oh, air yeah. conditioning. And they didn't have any uh, big Hollywood stars to draw. Well, the that's true. Customers. When it first opened, there were there was no big stars at the premiere or anything. So, um, yeah, yeah, I, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I installed the air conditioning in that casino. <laughs> so they they uh, closed down the the hotel and casino for a bit and they re remodeled it and and got it up to code and um i wonder if that's when the corleones got to give the money for the furnishings for the hotel mm-hmm. <laughs> specifically for the furnishings <laughs> um the corleone family bankrolled your futons and your lamps and your doorknob fixtures well because apparently he borrowed money from the mob to set up the thing and the mob was getting impatient they're like well he makes a lot of money but He's taking us a long, he's taking a long time to start paying back these loans that we did in yeah. those hotel furnishings. Yeah. And eventually the mob got so sick of it they had him uh killed. Mm. They uh he was at his girlfriend's home and uh someone was outside the window and shot him through the window and Ooh. killed uh, killed uh, Bugsy Siegel. Um So he, that's there's a parallel between that true story and the movie. Yes. So in in real life, Bugsy Siegel was shot through glass, huh? and Mo Green was shot through glass. That's true. <laughs> well, glasses, and so a lot of people see. A lot of people think that Mo Green was shot specifically in the eye, mm-hmm. um, and uh, he was not. He was shot in the head a couple of times, but mm-hmm. but he was also shot in the body several times too. So it's yeah. not like they were specifically going for his eyeball. Yeah. But uh, it's still a, it's still a nice little. Uh, Nice little bit of uh, history there. Yeah, and cool. So, um, Thanks for doing the research. Yeah. So, so one great quote, one last Bugsy Siegel quote is um, he was uh, talking with some like contractor or something in Las Vegas about, you know, putting in a foundation or something. And 
the contractor overheard Bugsy Seal talking about how he how he had just killed a guy, like mm-hmm. you know, and then the the contractor was all like, "Oh my gosh, like what am I getting into?" Mm-hmm. And Bugsy Seal said, "Oh, don't worry about it. We only kill each other, meaning like <laughs> gangsters." So, which is yeah. true because you know, in this movie, you very rarely see any civilian violence. It's all yeah. gangsters killing each other for the most part. Yeah, yeah. Uh, except for poor uh, those those two kids who. Uh, they're really kids. Those those who attacked Bonasera's daughter. Well, well, attack is is a is a, is a powerful word. Mm. I would say they had an incident, and next thing you know, these two guys wind up in the hospital. So, mm. okay, so you're siding with them. I'm not siding with anyone. I'm just saying, two people wound up in the hospital on one side. One person wound up in the hospital mm. at the other. That is not justice. <laughs> you trusted your courts of law. It didn't work out for you. So that's all I have for minute 145. That's all I have, too. I did want to comment on a review that was left for us. Oh, yeah? That was really funny. The On iTunes, someone whose handle is School Psych, I think. School Psych. Hmm. Uh, School Psych. Recommended that when we do GF3, we should read all of George Hamilton's lines, like Tom Hagen, so mm-hmm. that we will know what could have been. Oh, yeah. Because remember, Robert Duvall was going to... right act in that role but he declined it's funny how <laughs> Hagen forever that'll be our campaign <laughs> I, I like that idea <laughs> although it's funny because uh, I was going to say it's it, it's a nice little continuation of the fact that um, Clemenza didn't want to come back for Godfather 2 mm-hmm. and they replaced him with a, a stand-in wow. character so yeah. it's like every move so if they do do a Godfather 4 one actor is going to have to not come back and be replaced by a similar yeah. uh, similar actor but you'll have to have Enzo in it, and you will have to have Johnny Fontaine. Any living Godfather <laughs> cast members would have to still yeah. be in it. That'd be great. Enzo's still alive? Who? Enzo? Enzo. Mm. Gosh, I don't know. We'll have to look that up. I mean, I don't think the character... I'm talking about the character. I'm sure the character is dead. The character, yes. Yeah, yeah you're talking about the, the actor, right? No, I'm talking about the character. Are you talking... <laughs> so, what do you want to rate this one? Let's do it. One, One two, two, three, four, five. five. I talked to Bozzy. Obviously, we don't need to explain why this is a five-star. Oh, bang cocktail waitresses, straighten them out. So much going on. Here. Uh, you know what we should do? Um, we already went through the episode, but you know what? Since you have the script there, uh-huh. maybe write down all the lines in this minute or make a note of all the lines that you think are iconic. Okay. And then we'll see if it is the most action, if it is the most like quotes per mm. any minute, you know? Yeah. We would have to compare with other minutes, but my preliminary conclusion is that it might be number one. What What are the lines because that you, you got? What you rank as being iconic? Okay. Let's see. Uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's some of it's. Some of it's combined. So he says, I got a business to run. I got to kick asses sometimes to make it run right. Okay. Is that, is that iconic? Yes. It is. Okay. Yeah. We had a little argument, Freddie and I, so I had to straighten him out. Is my, that my definition of iconic in this context is if someone said this to me in a conversation, I would know they were quoting The Godfather. Oh, I don't think that. I think it's got to be more exclusive. I think you have to be able to recite it without reading it. Oh, would you be boy. able to say all that? I, that's why I think it's not. I talked to I, Barzini. It's awesome. Oh, I talked to Barzini. is iconic. But not that. I got a business run. I got to kick asses sometimes to make it run right. We had a little argument, so I had to straighten him out. Okay, I wouldn't. Yeah, but maybe. That's the, but the part, of, about, the part about slapping him around to me, I got a business to run, I think is. Yeah, okay. That one. And then uh, he says, you're straightening my brother out. He was banging cocktail waitresses two at a time. That, Absolutely. That one. Players couldn't get a drink at, a, at the table. <laughs> What's wrong with you? <laughs> What's wrong, What's wrong with, with you? you? <laughs> Do you know who I am? <laughs> Do you know who I am? I'm Mo Green. I accept money to furnish my hotel. <laughs> What's wrong with you? I'm gonna start using that as a as a thing for more more frequently. Isn't it great? To people. Yeah, I think it immediately talk about commanding the dynamic because it, it goes from being What's like wrong? i disagree with you to being like i'm making a diagnosis there must be something wrong with you <laughs> what's what's worse what's what's wrong with you or what's the matter with you i think what's wrong don, with you is, or, is earlier worse. the don says well, what's the matter with you yeah 
You think what's wrong with you? Is I worse? think what's the matter? What's the, what's the matter with you? <laughs> sounds temporary. Well, it sounds almost more like you're doing it out of concern. Oh, okay. like what's the matter? <laughs> like, oh, you seem depressed. What's the matter with you? But as opposed to like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> Because what's the matter with you can be like, oh, I'm just I'm under a lot of stress because of, of work or whatever. But what's yeah. wrong with you implies that it's something like that is unchangeable. Yeah. And, and yeah. like <laughs> it's great that Mo really thinks that is how you run the business. He's just like, well, what's wrong with you? I, I had to do these things. Fredo yeah. was doing this. I had to do it. What's, what's wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm beginning to think that Corleone's with the bad guys in this I'm, story. I'm saying, Bo's got some great arguments here. It's the same thing with the, uh, I think every time someone presents their side of the story against the Corleones, whether it's mm-hmm. how to run a hotel or whether Drugs. Or not, everyone should be allowed to use the, uh, the take water from the well, everyone else presents such reasonable arguments against the Corleones. <laughs> I know. <laughs> It would be great to reshoot this movie from the perspective of the Barzinis or or Mo Green. Mm-hmm. The Corleones would be would totally be villains. They'd be the dark side, this strong political, politically protected yeah. group that's strong arming all these other families. Yeah. They're like the Yankees of organized crime. Whoa, whoa, hey, <laughs> <laughs> Yankees are a classic organization. I command respect. All right. <laughs> So, Alex, what do we have for the bonus content? Looking ahead. Uh, well, uh, we, we kind of already teased our little uh, Broadway songs mm-hmm. we were going to be doing. Don't forget, we're adding a new bit to our standing items. Do you remember what we decided? Um, <laughs> it wasn't gar- well, Garbage Pail Kids was the second most recent uh, one added. We are going to interview Jaws. Oh, right. Dickie Goodman Records. Okay, perfect. <laughs> and Jaws is going to answer with dialogue from the movie. Okay. Per- oh, and it has to be dialogue from this scene. <laughs> There's so much to choose from. <laughs> All right. So um, thanks for listening, everybody. We hope you are doing well. And um, don't forget, we're on YouTube, Godfather Minute. We're on uh, um, the Twitter, Godfather Minute. And you can send us email at godfatherminute at gmail.com don't forget to send us your questions your your dear abby questions to the different characters yes if you if you have some pressing item that you want a cast member to uh character to uh answer let us know we'll we'll do our best to get them on the horn until next time what's What's wrong wrong with with you? you